This is London calling. Here is a news flash. The German radio has just announced that Hitler is dead. I repeat that. The German radio has just announced that Hitler is dead. Welcome back to another episode of History Creeps. I'm one of your co-hosts, Chris Chavez. Joining me, as always... Hello? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Seriously, I just hit a blank heart, and then I thought, geez, what am I saying? And then I just sat here and go, let's see how long I can sit here before one of them thinks the phone line went out. <laughs> Oh, I've heard of dramatic pauses, <laughs> but that takes the cake right there. Oh <laughs> man! Okay, let's see. Joining me again this week, as always, or this episode, as always, uh, he's a man of many talents. I know him as one of the best dolphin trainers around, Johnny Townsend. Thank you, thank you. I speak dolphin all the time. Uh, I once told one to go swim, and that dolphin said. Hey, I'm a woman. Don't throw me in there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And joining us. Don't throw, women, don't throw women in water is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Very, that's good. That's good advice. Joining us as always, uh, horror writer maestro. Uh, actually, a man that Stephen King once said scares him to death, Carter Johnson. That's that's probably the best thing that you could have said. I really appreciate that, man. <laughs> you, you, I got tears coming Coming down now because of that. Thanks. There seems, Thanks. There's like added pressure to try to come up with something nifty to say. And, and considering I completely <laughs> forgot about it until two seconds before we started. Uh, I, want whole, <laughs> I want that whole introduction to be in the show. Well, I'm right. not, I wasn't right. planning on taking it out. I'm planning on leaving all of this. Yeah, leave it all in there. Yeah, really. <laughs> warts we're we're going to be a show that comes at you warts and all. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and long, awkward pauses. <laughs> really long. Awkward. And really awkward. Pause. And dolphins. <laughs> yeah, don't uh, forget the dolphins. So we're finally back at it, guys. It's been it feels like it's been a while. The uh the History Creeps podcast curse has struck many times since our last episode uh dropped. Yeah, since many the band times. You're right, since the band Stained once said it has been a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the immortal the immortal words of Aaron Lewis. Yeah, um, it seems like every time we tried to get together, something came up. Uh, and for a while there, Carter, you, you were almost like dead, right? Yeah. That, that was kind of... I'm not even... Yeah. That was not, not even good. Gonna, not even going to try to downplay that. No. Um, all kinds we almost of had to get Carter's spirit on here instead of Carter himself. <laughs> that was, That's how close to death he was. Hey, it is October. Um, yeah. But who knows by and the it time It would have just been my ghost talking about, yeah, I'm dead. It's 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 cool, but you know it kind of sucks. Would your ghost be that casual about it? <laughs> yeah, he would. I'm dead. Yeah, I mean, I know I'm dead and all, but what you gonna do? <laughs> I don't have to go to work now. You know, it's kind of good. I can just float wherever I want to go. <laughs> yeah, walls don't stop me now. <laughs> you don't tell me. Alrighty. Uh, okay. So anyway, we're um 
I guess it's my week this week to bring the story to the table. And uh, this one's a little different. This one isn't like something that I had known much about previously. Honestly, the idea to talk about this came because I saw a documentary on Netflix. Um, But it was an interesting documentary. I've always been interested in World War II. And I think we've talked about that on the show before. Um, Where do you guys stand on World War II? Interests? Yeah, a little bit. My dad is a a big time World War II buff, so oh yeah. Even when I wasn't, you know, really interested in it, I still heard about it. So yeah, I was the kid that um, did you know history projects and and reports on World War II stuff, uh, Hitler, things like that. And it's weird because like, do you guys remember when you were in 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 school and they would give you, uh, they'd say you'd be you'd, you'd be doing a report on somebody. Uh, they give you a list of people to pick from, and they always threw Adolf Hitler in there. Like, they want little American kids to learn about Adolf Hitler. Which is always a little, you know... It's strange. Yeah, I was always more of a Civil War guy, but there was a lot of fascinating things about World War II, including, for better or for worse, Adolf Hitler. He was a very uh, odd person. Yeah, he's very fast. Well, uh, as, as Besides being a monster. Let's get that out of the way first. The dude was a yeah, monster. That's, that's good to say. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say the dude was, he's absolutely psychotic, but he was at, he was very fascinating as well. I remember uh, one of the facts that I'd read about him was that he, he had uh, a very like intense and deep understanding of human psychology so much so that he realized how the impact of like using volume and inflection uh, along with certain just, you know, gestures and gesticulation uh, actually helped get his point across, but not just get his point across. It was enough to like stir stuff in people, make people want to follow him. You know what I mean? Even if he was telling them to go kill their grandmothers, it, the way he did it, it, it did things in their brain that released certain chemicals that made it easier for them to want to follow. Well, he literally he literally went from That's being like a he literally went from being a a, a homeless a painter to like leading the country into war. He literally went from that to that. Yeah, no kidding, insane. Um, I remember seeing also where he would practice speeches and have a photographer photograph him. I mean, shot after shot after shot, just instantaneous, back to back, while he's giving a speech. You know, doing all of these grand gestures. Then he'd take all of the photographs and put them in order and then like really pull out the ones that were the most impactful looking. You know what I mean? And then he would make sure to emulate those ones the most during his speeches. That's crazy. It is. It's really crazy. He uh, he studied a lot of the classics, um, the the classic um, – what am I thinking? Classical music, a lot of the, the uh, composers. Um, and the, yeah. And, and the, a lot of the more um, – powerful pieces are the ones that are they, they start kind of soft and then they get louder and louder until they're kind of exploding you know what i mean and then sometimes they drop volume again to kind of bring you back down and he was very masterful at doing that and manipulating people well if you think about it, it i mean we've all going through life we're all in our 30s now so we've heard plenty of people speak and anybody who gets up and speaks in front of you and has a really monotone voice like this and just talks at the same level the whole time <laughs> you're talking you sleep yeah, you're not going to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Bueller. Bueller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine him playing? D-O-O economics. Could you imagine him being uh, playing Hitler in a film? He's like, Heil. <laughs> Heil Hitler. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> no. So anyway, the, this documentary I saw, uh, absolutely, when I saw what it was called, first the title fascinated me. It was called uh, Hitler of the Andes. 
uh, and Andes are the the mountain chain that in South America that run along the western border uh, coast of this of the country. So it goes through. Isn't like, that where that uh, rugby team had to uh, eat each other to stay alive? Yes, alive. The movie okay. Alive. Yeah, the yep. plane crashed mm-hmm. in the Andes. Um, and yeah, the, so the, that mountain line goes up uh, the coast of Peru, Argentina, and I, I think a little farther north. Um, so I was like, why? Why is how is Hitler tied to South America? Oh, this is where they said he he ran to hide, isn't it? Like yes. all the other. That's exactly what the documentary is about. Crazy Nazi war criminals and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm pretty sure they've said a lot of them after the war. They knew the war they were going to lose. A lot of them obviously tried to get out of there, and that was oh, one of yeah. the places that many of them went to. Yeah. Well, and some of them came to America through Operation Paperclip. Hey, we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's hush hush. Hey Put man, that under the hey butt. man. Hey man, it was in Iron Man, or not Iron Man, uh, Captain America. Oh, so that's great. it's actually quite true. We we uh, many of the German scientists and stuff who probably did terrible things. We we decided we would use for our own benefit. Yeah, try try to figure out what they worked on and, and take it as our own. Uh, I also yep. know that a lot of a lot of after the after the war had ended, even and you're talking months and months after, uh, a lot of U boats were showing up on shores up and down the North and South American coasts. Uh, basically, they, some of them didn't realize that the war had been over yet. Uh, some of them knew and had been trying to hold out as long as they could, but because of the conditions in those submarines and being out that long, uh, they would rather you know risk prison and even death, so they, they would surrender themselves. But this whole documentary, you're right, Carter, it's about the fact that people are there. there's the idea that Adolf Hitler did not die the way uh, the history books say that he died in, in Germany. Um, there's the story that he actually escaped and made his way to South America where he lived to a very old age and died. Yep. Um, it was a real, I got to tell you, if you haven't seen, it's a really interesting documentary. It's not like the best documentary I've ever seen, but it's extremely interesting. Uh, the footage they use, the story, the people that tell stories and, and give their accounts of things. Um, it's really, it's engrossing. Um, like, I guess we, we hear from a translator that helped a lot of the, the, Soviets when they first uh you know went into Berlin to try to find Hitler and as as Berlin was falling there was a there was an, an interpreter that worked with the Germans and the Soviets to interpret between the two uh she's on this movie telling you know telling her experiences when the Soviets were looking for Hitler's body uh there's also this girl that used to be a um a maid at this hotel in Argentina when she was 17 who talks about having seen Hitler uh, there for three days and he had been in that town you know for weeks and weeks it was i'm telling you it's a really interesting documentary if you haven't seen it, it's called hitler of the andes um, but basically that's what i wanted to talk about today it was kind of the stuff that was presented in this documentary and see what you guys thought about it if uh if you hadn't heard about it before and some of it i've i mean i've heard the theory obviously that he you know didn't wasn't killed in the war the way that everybody said he was but yeah, well, I think it's a beyond good, that. I, I mean, it's you know, I think it's a good place to start. Uh, yeah, Chris, was, is like, let's start in the how like they, the the original tale. What you read in history books of how Hitler was killed. Uh, you know, leading up to the end of the war, they kind of knew that they were losing there towards the end. And on top of that, Hitler was not in the be- best health. A lot right. of people claimed he had a Parkinson's or some other kind of disease. Right. And on top of that, you know, the one thing that's going to come in, and you can probably talk about this more than me, is that you know, Hitler had a lot of lookalikes. Yep, exactly. Yeah, he did. 
So that's going to come into play for this. Yeah, for sure. And that's basically where they start their story. And it's actually, it's actually a good starting point is the fact that uh, there had been different attempts made on Hitler's life. But one of the most um, one of the ones that almost really got to him, there was there was a bombing in 1944. There was a bomb plot by some of his men uh, to try yeah, to Tom kill Cruise him. is one of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was the name of that movie? Was it Valkyrie or something is like that? that? Is that that's the that's the same bomb plot, right? To to try to kill yeah, Hitler. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's yeah, the I one. Yeah. Yeah. So this bomb ends up going off. It doesn't kill Hitler. He he does end up having like I think it was like over two hundred pieces of shra- uh, wooden splinters and shrapnel in his leg that had to be removed in his legs. But um, but he doesn't get killed. But a few a few uh soldiers end up getting killed, and. Right after this, like after this, because it was so close to really getting him, he goes into hiding. And not only does he go into hiding, all of a sudden it's like that Saddam Hussein thing. There's just like all kinds of lookalikes that look just like him. Uh, decoys, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's afraid he doesn't want anyone to try try things on his life. There's a, there's a actual footage. You know how like back in the, the days you'd go to a movie theater to watch a movie, but beforehand they showed you the war footage? Yeah, so they, yeah. They have the news war footage of Hitler, uh, where he's visiting some of the men who were hurt in that bomb blast at the hospital, and the and the reporter that's you know talking over this footage says, you know, here's Hitler visiting this guy and this guy, and he goes, but if even if that is Hitler, this could be one of his lookalikes, and and so they're obviously acknowledging the fact that he did that. Uh, so. What ends up happening is he goes, he kind of goes into hiding, like he's not really seen much in public anymore. Right after that plot. Um, and it's just like Johnny was saying at this time, it's the late 1940s, 1944. And, um, the Germans and the Nazis are realizing that they're fighting a losing battle. They are crumbling at all different spots where they were strong at one point. Now allied forces are pushing in with no problem. Um, the Soviets are pushing in from the East with no problem and they know they're in trouble. And just like Johnny was saying as well, a lot of these higher ranking officials, took off they they tried to escape um himmler dressed as a tried to escape dressed as a soldier like he dressed as a regular soldier to escape uh the head of gestapo muller i think they said he got away uh, or no did they arrest him i can't remember anyway so these guys were all trying to escape um and a lot of ways that these guys were escaping was uh, there was this huge highway that's in germany i don't remember the name of it but they actually used it as an airstrip uh, a runway for for planes to take off and land, and so I guess the, what they were saying was a lot of these high ranking officials were escaping uh, either by U boats and, and going off in the submarines or uh, take using a lot of captured planes. So like they'd grab one of their you know planes that they had uh, captured from the British, disguise themselves as British pilots, and then they would just fly right off, like so they wouldn't get shot down, you know. Jeez. Yeah, like these guys, like it was, it was just like the movies, just taking off. Now, meanwhile, you know, war is just going all around them, shellings and fighting, explosions, and, and they're just trying to get out. Uh, now, let me ask you something, guys. What do you remember being taught in school as to how Hitler died? Because I remembered one thing, and when I asked my wife, she remembered a different thing that she was taught. Oh, Eagle's Nest. And what was that? That's what I was taught. His bunker. That he was killed when they bombed the bunker. The bombing of the bunker? Yeah, because my, my wife actually went there. Her dad used to do all the Doctors Without Borders stuff, and he would take the, the, his daughters with him all the time. So she'd actually been to the bunker. Wow. Like the area where the bunker was. 
So, and she said you could still kind of see, you know, a little bit of where, what she thought some shit had been blown up. Wow. You know, but uh, what what did your wife say? Now you got me curious that they actually teach different things instead of sticking to one yeah, what story. Did, what, you know? were you just, what was John? What were you going to say, Johnny? I'd always heard that he he was in his bunker, like Carter is saying, but him and his uh, wife or whoever that was he was with uh, either uh, killed themselves with a gun or with a poison, one or the other. I can't remember. Right. Yeah, I've I've heard that too. And that I they re- committed suicide. And that's what my wife was would remember. She she remembered that um, they'd committed suicide by taking poison. And uh, oh no no, I'm sorry. She remembered what you said, Carter, where there was the bombing, but that they also their bodies were burned during that bombing, so you couldn't tell who he was. Um, yeah, that's what I had heard too. And I remember being taught that uh, he shot himself in the head. And Eva, his wife, had taken a cyanide capsule, and then the British or the British, the German soldiers, the Nazis, ended up taking them outside to where there was this crater in the ground from one of the bombings, uh, threw the bodies in there, and let let them on fire. So I think I've heard that too. So that's the the reason there's all these different stories is because as the Soviets are finally pushing in, so they were the front lines right now that are pushing into Berlin, like they're on the very edge of of the collapse of the Nazis, right? And they're pushing hard, and they're breaking into Germany um, in Berlin. The city's falling, you know. The Nazis are falling back, and Stalin wants to find Hitler. Like he wants to be known as the guy that got Hitler, especially if he could beat the United States to it. He really wanted to make sure he got him. So he was pushing his guys to really go in and find him. And uh, word had just come in that Benito Mussolini, Italy's leader, had been um, captured, and I believe he was. Uh, strung up he was hung upside down and shot or hung something like that uh and they wanted to get hitler he wanted to get him so they get into the city they actually get into hitler's headquarters and they're looking for the body there's actually um an investigative team that the that the gestapo sends in to look for him right Uh, not the gestapo the um kgb they to the special soviet search team to look for hitler in his headquarters and they're looking through these bodies and stuff and that's when they first come across this guy that kind of looks like Hitler and they're bringing all these people, these Germans in to say, is this guy Hitler? Is this guy Hitler? And, um, that's what you think you see. You see, it looks like he's got a a bullet head uh, shot to the head. So what ends up happening is the Soviets announce on May 1st that Hitler committed suicide just the day before. Um, and not not I'm I'm not kidding. It's the way they say it's like it's instantaneous. Not ha- not it hadn't even been hours after they had announced it that German radio started announcing that Hitler had died, but had died on the front lines with the troops leading the troops into battle. <laughs> could you <laughs> exactly like we laugh because could you really see Hitler doing that? Could you see no. any leader of any 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 military doing that aside from like maybe the olden olden days? You know. That's just not well, yeah. Only only George Washington. Well, yeah. to the, well to Germany at that time, Hitler was the guy. I mean, no matter what we think of him now, back then he was their a numero uno. Yeah, he say well I to mean, them that he saved them from the you yeah. know the the shame of World War One and the destruction. Even of World even War the school I. children would, were singing songs of praising him, literally. Yeah, it's insane. So the the Germans are announcing that he you know he died 
at the head of the troops, leading his troops into battle. The Soviets are saying he died by suicide. But then after, you know, a lot of questioning of many German soldiers, it was like, maybe this isn't the guy. But they do end up coming across the burned bodies in that pit that I was telling you guys about. And what what uh, Stalin does is he orders his these guys, these bodies or what remains to be taken to this like uh, old asylum that's uh, a few miles outside of that town. And he has uh, Soviet scientists and doctors start performing autopsies to figure out, is this really Hitler? The whole time, the U.S. is not believing anything. They're not believing the Soviets. They're not believing uh, the British. They're not believing anyone or the Germans. They, they, as far as they're concerned, Hitler's still somewhere in Germany. Um, and so, so wait, wait, that's interesting. You're trying to tell me, like, let me get this straight. You're trying to tell me that the United States and Russia were not getting along? <laughs> that's just <laughs> crazy talk. Yeah, exactly. Uh, imagine that. So, yeah, no, they don't believe it at all. And so after Berlin falls and they search their headquarters, they come across these two bodies. Um, the only reason they really thought, and I, I didn't mention this, but this is how sick this entire like mindset of these Nazis were. Uh, not only did they find these two bodies, they had, the reason they had uh, any reason to believe it was Hitler was that they also came across the body of uh, Goebbels, which is one of his higher ranking guys. The, I think he was a general yeah. or something. Uh, Goebel's body and his family. What he had ended up doing is he had committed suicide. He had murdered his wife and his kids and committed suicide, and all their bodies were there found. Um, just absolutely disgusting. So the Soviets take these bodies and send them off to to be, you know, an autopsy performed, and they refuse to say anything. They're not going to tell the British what's happening. They're not going to tell the U.S. what's happening. Um, but they can't figure out could, if this is Hitler because the bodies are just absolutely destroyed. But so the, what they do is they end up going and finding two of Hitler's dentists, his oral surgeons. And they didn't have x-ray files or anything for his teeth, but they wanted to know, you know, do you know what do you remember what his teeth were like? So these two surgeons drew like little diet, like drew the teeth, what the teeth look like. And based on that. The Soviets said, okay, these are the bodies because that drawing matches the teeth on these bodies. So that's, that's, that's really interesting. That's where that official uh, declaration of how Hitler died came from was based on two drawings by dentists. That sounds legit. <laughs> yeah, right. So here's, <laughs> so here's the fun stuff. So a few months later, July of 1945, Stalin uh, is – is um, in the presence of Harry S. Truman because they're at this this summit, right? And he tells Truman that Hitler's not dead. Hitler's living in Argentina. And Truman's just like, what? Say <laughs> <laughs> like, what? That's exactly, can you imagine? I mean, can you imagine? Because you're assuming, I mean, I'm sure in those times they, they didn't believe it. There was that, that nagging thing in the back of their minds that, Hitler can't be dead. That couldn't have been him. Who knows if the Soviets are telling the truth. The whole time, the Soviets thought the British were holding Hitler and weren't telling anyone that they were like performing nefarious experiments on the man. Um, so then you're, you know, you're, you're at this thing and it's been some months now. So you're, you're kind of like, all right, well, he's not showing up. No one knows where he, we have to accept the fact that he, he must have died somewhere. All of a sudden, Solomon's just like, yeah, no, he's not dead. I made up all that stuff. That wasn't really him. He's in Argentina. So, but did he ever go into any detail as to how he knew 
uh, or where they where that information came from that oh hey he's in Argentina again I don't know how he went in depth but a lot of the belief was uh, at first that he Truman didn't want to believe him because he just felt like the Soviets were messing with the U S trying to throw them you know make them look like fools to go into another country searching for a dictator that's already been accepted by most of the world as being dead. Um, but Eisenhower uh, believed Hitler was alive. I go, Eisen, the General Eisenhower completely believed it. He was he absolutely believed it. And um, where was I at? Oh yeah. So they decided what they were going to do is um, they put out this. They formed little uh, teams um, of investigators at all different F- of the FBI offices all across the country, and. Uh, basically put this thing out saying if anyone has any information on anything, you know, to let the FBI know. And, man, sure enough, they, they put that out and all of a sudden, you know, thousands of letters come pouring in all over the country. He was spotted in the Bronx in the subway. He's uh, a busting dishes at Miami in Miami Beach at a restaurant. Uh, he lives on eight, like 8,960 acres in Colorado. Like there's all these stories coming from, from people all over the U S and they investigated every single one, every single letter that came in, they went and investigated to make sure, just to make sure he wasn't really hiding out in the U S. Well, that's, well, I mean, I guess that makes sense. It's, it's, it's Adolf Hitler. I mean, if, if there was the possibility that he was hiding out in the U S they'd, they'd, would want to know that have you guys ever heard of I mean, um the practice of swatting yes you know when you <laughs> you call the swat team in on on somebody you don't like do you think people were hitlering people back then you know like your your neighbor was <laughs> I mean, annoying. they might have now that you're right they might they might have been because your, your neighbor just wouldn't cut those hedges right so you're just like you know what i think hitler's next door all of a sudden the government's just swooping into the house well, remember know? it happened after 9-11 too man you know, there it'd was a even, terrorist even, on every corner. I mean, it'd be even better if, like, the neighbor you don't like also just happens to spend his free time dressing up like Charlie Chaplin. Is <laughs> <laughs> <In> a dictator? <laughs> that's amazing. That would be amazing. Um, so yeah, no. So that's and and that goes first. So then you get that whole like. Uh, remember when you had the Red Scare in the fifties in the U.S. where everyone was a communist? Yeah. Then it was that everyone was looking over their shoulder or looking at their neighbor or the weird guy down the street. And is he a you know a war criminal? Is that Hitler? Um, in the meantime, the KGB are 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 starting this like secret operation in which they completely believe hitler made his way to argentina and the reason for that is because in argentina there's a, a huge population of german immigrants um and a lot of those immigrants during the war and just before the war started were nazi supporters sympathizers as far as they were concerned they were you know they had pride in their country and this was a party a political party that was bringing their country back to the world stage as a as a power to be reckoned with you know so they all were well, very. That would make a little sense, I yeah, guess. They were very. Uh, they were very much um, in support, especially the general. The general down in Argentina at the time, General Perón, was very much uh, had the same you know mentalities as as the Nazi Party. So there was a lot of a lot of acceptance of the German culture from uh, from Argentina at that time, uh, and the idea that the KGB were were banking on was the fact that he could be they interviewed a lot of his people they 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 arrested a lot of his top you know officials and generals and kept them in prisons the 
the British couldn't get access to any of these people to interview them and ask, where did Hitler go? The, the Americans had no access whatsoever. KGB would not let it happen. The only person that the British could interview was Hitler's chauffeur. And the chauffeur was the guy who told the British, yeah, he committed suicide. Um, but the KGB had interviewed all these people. And based on their interviews and their, um, if you want to call it interviews, uh, who knows? What <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, who knows what they were doing? But based on what the information they got, they were they truly believed he escaped to, to Argentina. They think what he did was he got in a U-boat and took it up to, no, he went up to Norway, escaped to Norway, and then from Norway took a U-boat down to Argentina. Now... The FBI had an investigation based on this because this claim had made its way to the FBI. So they ended up investigating it. Um, and they found that there was a U-boat, U-977, uh, U-977, left Norway uh, a few days after when they said Hitler had made his way up there and did make its way down to Argentina. And it never surfaced. It had stayed down the entire time, uh, which is unusual. You know, you don't usually stay down that long because the men start to get stir crazy. Uh, there's actually on this documentary, there's one of the guys that actually was in that um, submarine, a German officer. And he was talking about how, like, they were down there for so long in the damp quarters and that their clothes that they never really changed were starting to grow mold on their clothes. That they their food was so bad and they didn't have proper nourishment for for that time that their the teeth in their mouth were starting to just get soft in their in their gums. Isn't that nasty? That is kind of nasty. They couldn't chew food because of it. Um, but it took so it took from to get from Norway to Argentina. It took almost uh, a little bit over three months, from May sixth of forty five to August seventeenth of forty five. Um, then the story is the second the 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 submarine you know got to shore and the the men came out. Uh, they were met by local authorities who assumed Hitler was on board right away, arrested the men, and went in looking for Hitler. They couldn't find him. Um, but during this time, like I said before, many U-boats were showing up on the coast up and down, uh, North and South America. Some of them off the coast. Some of them were actually coming on because they were just tired of hiding out. Um, the problem was, like, in the Argentinian Navy was trying its best to try to stop this, but the coast of Argentina is so big. If you look at a map, it's it's a pretty large country along the coast. Um, there was no possible way they could stop all the U-boats coming in. So there's a lot of um, a lot of people, a lot of Argentinians that will tell stories of remembering seeing these boats come in at night and these men getting off and, and just taking off, taking off into the hills, taking off into the farmlands. Uh, so a lot of a whole lot of German um, war criminals ended up escaping. I think they said the estimated amount of war criminals that probably escaped into into Argentina was over three thousand. That's insane. Three thousand Nazis. Yeah. Um, could you the, you know what that reminds me of? You guys ever see uh, what is the movie where the uh, they start coming up on the shores and the kids see that is that Ruskies? Oh, Red Dawn. Is it Red Dawn? Red Dawn. Where, they they, see the, uh, where the Russians parachute in? Yeah, no. There's one also called I think it's called Ruskies, where they the a Russian or a Soviet guy comes onto the shores of of L.A. or something, and these kids come across them. I I can't remember. I have to look that up. Canadian bacon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great movie. Um, <laughs> Not <a> relevant movie. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, but they couldn't tell. They couldn't tell if if it was Hitler or not. But they did know that these this was happening, and it was happening a lot. And there was um there's certain there was one guy that was telling the story of having seen a boat come up, and these you know these soldiers and these officers coming off, and they were carrying large crates and large boxes and different kinds of furniture, all this stuff coming off of the off of the U boat. Um, and there was no way of knowing who was who and where they went because, like I said, the coast was not only was it a, a big coast. A lot of the the farmland is along that area too, and a lot of those farms are owned by Germans. A lot of the sympathizers. So what ends up happening is the FBI sets up an office in Buenos Aires uh, to try to investigate a lot of the local, you know, sightings. And one of the one one of the sightings that they heard, and but they couldn't really get to because apparently, you know, back in those days, you knew what a, a government guy looked like, what a Fed looked like, you know, and yeah. <laughs> and what and what they had heard was that there's this hotel called the Eden Hotel uh, in a little town called La Falda. They had heard that this is where Hitler was. Um, the problem was is that it was a lot of Argentinians and then the Germans that were located in this area. The hotel itself was owned by a German socialite. Um, her name was Ida Eichhorn, uh, Ida or Ida, something like that. And she was well-connected. She was well-known to have had you know, connections in the upper echelons of German government, even before the war started. Um, she had put a lot of, I think it was all of her money or all of her savings into uh, Goebbels' account to help fund the the party. Uh, and she was extreme. she was very good friends with Hitler. Apparently her and Hitler and a couple other people were very good friends. She was known to take lunches and meals and talk to him. And, and um, he was one of the very few people he, or she was one of the few people that he spoke to all the time and had no problem just, you know, having a, a personal conversation with. So she owns this huge hotel and this is the hotel where that 17 year old girl worked at as a maid. And she talks about, you know, one night these men, they're, they're all coming. This man comes, the car pulls up and, you know, he's being helped up the stairs by a couple other men and they're all German and everyone, you know, they whisk them in and bring them up to the third floor. And then the entire third floor is off limits to everyone. And for three days he's there. Um, she says she saw him a few times and she's, Def, she's like it was definitely Hitler. He had shaved his mustache, and he had been going bald now. Like his hair was almost all gone, and he would be wearing a wig, uh, so he wouldn't be noticed. But she said for sure it was Hitler. Um, she would bring him food, you know, for his meals, lay it on the floor, knock on the door, and leave. And all the food she said that was always prepared was German meals. Um, so these are all like these little clues as to is this, you know, these are the the. Um, what am I say? What am I trying to say? The proof? I can't say proof because it's it's her story. But you know, this is why they're saying he he escaped to Argentina because there's a lot of people who there who said they saw him, they interacted with him. Um, there's one guy who he talked about having coffee with Hitler. He sat with him and spoke with him, and it was Hitler. Like that wasn't a question as to who it was. That's creepy. Yeah, it's I, I I would I don't know if I'd be able to you know. Oh, you're Adolf Hitler? Okay, well, hold still. Yeah, and then and he showed. See, the thing is, is he showed up about three years after the war ended. So it was 1948 when he showed up uh, with all of his belongings. She said, third floor, completely, you know, cut off from everyone. And uh, after three days, he ended up leaving. Um, and then a few weeks later, the woman who owns the place had a couple of the maids help bring uh, a bunch of like food and all different other things to uh, this like cabin that was up in the mountains. And so she helps, you know, to bring the stuff there. And she saw that that's where Hitler was. Hitler and his wife and a couple other men were staying at this cabin. 
uh, that, you know, the, um, the Eden hotel lady was bringing all these provisions for them. And she said after that, she'd never heard from him again. She had heard that he had left that hotel, you know, a few months after that and moved on somewhere else, but she had never heard from him again. Um, and then that was it. I mean, that's where the trail just kind of goes cold. No one really knows. There's all these different stories from different Argentinians around that area that talk about having seen Hitler. But, uh, as far as they're concerned, they truly believe that he didn't die in world war two. Um, and, and to be, and here's the thing, the FBI finally closed its open investigation cases on Hitler in 1970. So you're, you, you know, almost 25 years later, you're finally closing the cases on it. So that tells you something. They didn't truly believe he died either, you know? Yeah, which which said something. You know, what's interesting is, like, the, uh, what do they call The Israeli Mossad was hunting all the Nazi war criminals after the war. Yeah. So it seems like, I don't know, it seems like the Israelis would have found him. I wonder if how many... I mean, because they didn't, you know, they found those guys and they hunted them down and they, you know, no mercy. How many did they find in Argentina, I wonder? I can't remember what the number is, but they did find some there. Because the footage that was, it's crazy, the footage they were showing in this documentary would show these uh, farmers in Argentina and you see their barns with big giant wooden swastikas just emblazoned on the side of the barn like it was like advertisement you know haven for yeah. the, haven for the psychos um <laughs> yeah dude this I, I when i was done watching this i was very very intrigued i was like i had never ever heard about that never heard the fact that he could have escaped um i remember thinking when i was a kid you know since they had never had a body they couldn't tell for sure who knows if they caught hitler he could have gotten away but i never like entertained the thought even as an adult later on you know um, but when I saw this, I was like, "Wow, this is actually really interesting." Never heard. It's of like, it. pl- yeah, it's like plausible. It's definitely plausible. I think it's definitely plausible. I mean, that's that's I don't know. That's just strange that. I don't. I don't think it helps. Well, here's think. the thing: if if the FBI had found him down there, would they have said anything? Oh yeah, I think would, they would. Would, have. would the Mossad have said anything? I mean, or would they have all just kept it quiet? And, you know, as far as history is concerned, Hitler died and, you know, at the end of the war. I don't know, because you're talking about World War II. So just before we really start losing the innocence, you know, even though the government was still that, you know, trust no one mentality, you know what I mean? The openings of the CIA were in the war and were in World War II, the OSS. Oh, I, yeah. But I think what I'm talking about is that you still have the mentality of like, we're the great generation. We're the ones ridding the world of this evil that rose up out of nowhere. And so I think for them to, to, if they were to find Hitler, that to them would have been like we've done it. We we are the greatest there is. I also, mean, also think it doesn't help things, and it really illustrates it even more of how uh, Stalin just did not get along with anybody. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, and, really. And like you couldn't trust anything he said, and he did some terrible things too. Oh yeah, for sure. So you know it's so we were in a mindset, and it even happened afterwards. Obviously, when we had the you know the the missile crisis, and we. We're going to bomb each other left and right. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so we never trusted them. No. So when they were the ones who happened to be the ones who found whatever they found, anything they said, we're going to be automatically thinking that what they're saying could possibly not be the truth. Right. And then for them to turn around and say, you know, the British did it or the Americans did it. (laughs) (laughs) I like how they thought the British were like. 
these crazy scientists doing mad experiments on Hitler. Yeah. Trying to turn him into a super soldier. I love the British people. There's a lot of great uh, British people that I like, but I've never once, that's never been a stereotype that I've heard about. Them. <laughs> no, that's why I see no, that. No, that's, that's the stereotype that, you know, about the mad scientist in the movies back in the day was always German, man. The Nazis, yeah. And that's why I think, um, I think if America had found them, they would have been proud to say they found him. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. But sure. that's what I mean. What if it wasn't America that found him? What if it What if it was the Russians? Or what if it was Mossad and it was, you know, 20 years, 30 years after the war? Can you imagine if, if it was uh, if it was Israel, if the Israelis had and like they were they kept him regardless and have just tortured him for just, you know, decades Oh, he'd be gone by now. Oh, yeah. Even if he, they, even if he did get out. they tortured him until he died. That'd be horrible. That'd be a crazy horror movie right there. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> he may he may have deserved it. <laughs> well, yeah, there's no uh, there's no argument that that, you know, and, 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 and the Russians or the Israelis would definitely have no kind of uh, moral you know, problem no. doing that. Not at and all. And I think also the whole world, except for, you know, the Germans obviously really wanted him dead anyway. Yeah. Cause this guy, this was, this guy was the embodiment of evil you know, for all the things. Well, and, that's, and that's, and that's what I mean. It's like, if, if he, if he somehow did escape and we, you know, we've gone through all this, all these lives and all this, money and all of this time and effort to catch this guy or to 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 win this war Mm -hmm. you know and then we don't we don't catch the guy we don't kill him i mean that's that's what i mean i don't think that we'd have to sit well with anybody you know yeah we would have to understand how much information they had uh two years or three years after the war because let's remember also it's not instantaneous news it's not twitter so a lot of the stuff that the horrors that were coming out of concentration camps uh came out still even two years later more information coming out three years later more information yeah so the the full extent of exactly how bad it was i don't know i'd have to actually really look it up but i I wondered is how long that really took us to realize the world to realize and then on top of it if he's hiding out in an area that's full of sympathizers even when they find out the atrocities a lot of times their belief was that they were the superior race that they were you know the fact that you could try to eradicate what they saw as being no higher than a cockroach you know it it was to them it's fine so yeah of course they would they'd hide their their guy and not let him out because Imagine if that's the case. Imagine if he got away and he got to Argentina and he lived an old life and he never once answered for any of it. The dude was in his 80s, you know, just walking down the dusty streets, grabbing his (laughs) coffee at a cafe, you know, tipping his hat to the little boy riding the bike. And this meanwhile, this guy was calling for, you know, the death uh, of hundreds of thousands of of Jewish people. Yeah, he was a walking hypocrite. (laughs) That's what he was. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody's gonna be blonde here and blue eyed, and look what he looked like. Yeah, exactly. There was a lot, a lot to him that was very. And he talked about being such a superior blood, you know that, and that, yeah. and yet he had so many different ailments. I think I read somewhere at one time that he was taking up to ninety different prescription medications. Yeah, he he had a doctor that went around with him everywhere he went. Yeah, he had he had, he had stomach problems. Apparently, uh, he was a vet, which yeah. which is weird too because he was a vegetarian. Um, and I actually heard I read also that. When he would um, 
when he would have guests at dinner, if they ate meat, he would go into graphic detail as to how the meat was slaughtered and how those animals were slaughtered and the meat was treated. Because he truly, he really tried to turn people off of meat. Isn't that weird? Yeah, you hear that, vegetarians? <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, I'm a vegetarian. Well, I, hey, you know, I see. You know, food. like I knew Hitler was bad once I saw Captain America punch him in the face on that comic cover. So, <laughs> yeah, as <laughs> a Captain Captain America, got Adolf Hitler over 200 times. Yeah, when you're a kid, <laughs> when you're a kid, you know who the bad guy is when when Cap's punching him out. Yep. Um, well, remember, we all killed Nazis playing uh, Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein, back in the day. yeah. And then before Call of Duty, do you guys remember the game Medal of Honor? Yep. Yes. That was my yes. game right there. It was my jam. Yeah, I love that game. That game was great. Okay. Yeah, that's a great game. Well, I mean, the Nazis have been the, you know, the e- the easy. Because it's easy. Yeah, it's easy. You <laughs> yeah, don't have to feel any, any yeah, yeah, you don't have to feel bad. It's no, so you know. Yeah. I mean, that's who, that's who uh, Indiana Jones was always fighting, it seemed. Yeah, <laughs> so, it was. It was always the Nazis trying to steal his yep. artifacts. Yep. But, um, yeah, um, what do you guys think? What are your thoughts on did Hitler die in Germany or did he get away? I think if he if he got away, the United – and if and if anybody found out about it, they would never have, have put it out because it would have put – what you just said about this guy, you know, gets away with this for 40 years, 40-plus 40 years, mm-hmm. and never has to answer for anything that he did. That doesn't sit right with people. That's not the that's not the way that people want to look at the world, especially not, back then. It's not justice at let's, all. Let's say exactly. you're the let's say you're the 15 year old cleaning boy at that place in Argentina, and you know this is Hitler. You know what he's well. You don't know everything yet. You don't know how you don't have the depths of the you know horrors and atrocities he's committed, but you know this is who this is. Now the woman uh, that was giving an interview on this documentary said, you know. For a long time, she feared for her life, and she didn't. She wasn't to say she because her boss, the, the German woman, tells her she says everything you've seen, you know, in these past three days, pretend you've never even seen them, and that's how they would go. She said her and the her and one of the other ladies there um, that worked at the hotel. It was a running joke between them that they were constantly forgetting what they had just seen. Um, but again, you, so it wasn't until later, and she's being do- you know interviewed for this documentary. And she's saying that she has no problem saying it now because she, you know, what what are they going to do now? She, you know, she's at the age she's at now. She's not nothing afraid of. Like and he's probably dead anyway. So I mean, I guess I can understand it from that point of view. Um, unless you're like like you said, you're one of these people that helped it. You know, one of these adults that knew better and helped him get away with it. Like, how do you live with yourself? Oh, those types of people don't lose sleep over that kind of shit. Yeah. So you think? Yeah, because yeah, in their mind, they they're not doing anything wrong. They're doing what's right. That's exactly uh, the the great philosopher uh, Mick Foley, who was a <laughs> professional wrestler, <laughs> uh, once said that the the greatest bad guys are the ones who believe that they're right. That is the truth. Bond villains. Yeah. Any Bond villain, man. That is. They the all truth. believe they're trying to save the world or something. So Car- Carter, you think he got away, or you think he died in Europe? I think he probably got away. Yeah. And the reason I think he probably got away is because, you know, here we are, we're, you know, we're talking about how Adolf Hitler is this just despicable human being, and he is. But one thing that a lot of people don't give him credit for is that the guy was not an idiot. He was a smart dude. Yeah. I mean, and it seems to me like Hitler being Hitler would have had some kind of escape plan. You know what I mean? Yeah. That he, he... He would have he would have been planning for 
a bunch of, of different scenarios. And they're saying that... You know, if this happened, I'll do this. If this happens, I do this. That just seems like the way his his mind would have worked. After the bomb, the, the bombing attempt on him, they did say that uh, the idea behind putting out lookalikes and um, rumors that he had died or had, had escaped, I mean, was, was to cause confusion, was to cause exactly what happened at the end of the war. Where's Hitler? Is this him? Is it so many people didn't know? No one was communicating? Yeah. So they yeah, said, exa- yeah. And that's exactly what I mean. You know, there's no way that because it just, all it does is just, I don't know, sows confusion. Yeah, what do you think, Johnny? You know, growing up, and I've always been in the history, I always felt that he did die in Europe, but at the same time, it's very odd to me that even the United States, the FBI didn't close the case until the 70s. Mm-hmm. So that, so that to me says that if, like, while I'm going to assume that he died in Europe, if somebody came up with uh, any proof at all saying that he didn't, I would jump to believe it because, you know, like Carter was saying, the dude, uh, he wasn't, he got to where he was because he was smart mm-hmm. and, yep. because, and because he had charisma and, uh, you know, he actually had, I hate, I hate giving him compliments because of what he was, but, <laughs> but yeah, he was Matt, such Matt, a great guy. No, yeah, he wasn't a great, he was a monster, yeah. but he was a smart, uh, charismatic monster. Yeah. So I would not at all be surprised if, if he actually did run away to some other country and got away and lived to whatever age. Don't forget to mention his mustache game was on point. Oh, it was uh, beyond. <laughs> yeah, hardcore. Like his must. You realize this man was so evil that he ruined that type of mustache for anybody. I was gonna. Well, s- what, okay, here's here's the thing. What if what if what if somebody in Argentina had figured out who he was and murdered him? Would we have even heard about that? I guess. It's like, I know, guess these again, cops are investigating it. They figure out it's Hitler, and it's like, well, shit, we can't tell anybody about this. Yeah, I went, but I I would think because he's so high profile, because you it it would be the your first instinct is we killed Hitler, we got him. You know what I mean? I really do. I really feel like that's just such a such a trophy to to. Well, you you also gotta you also gotta realize though that this man, like you can see, I watched a lot of documentaries on this where a lot of people believe he he had Parkinson's or the early signs of it. Yeah, uh, you can see the late uh, videos of him where he's trying to. It seems like he's trying to control shaking or something. That's what it yeah, looks like. Yeah. And, you know, that stuff is will make your life worse and worse and it's very hard to live. So, you know, even if he did somehow get out of Europe before that, that all went crashing down, you know, I don't think he would have been in the best of shape anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think that's why I mean, personally, I do. I think he escaped. I think he got away and I think. Because I, I, I feel like the stories that these people from this hotel are telling, there's no reason for them to come up with this story. You know, they didn't go out. And, no. And, yeah. What do they have to gain by doing that? They didn't go out yeah, and they become lived, celebrities. They lived, they lived in an area that was really pro-German, so really they were asking to be ridiculed. Yeah, no kidding. So I feel like that because of those things, uh, that there seems to be a little bit more truth in that. And I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just me being a little naive sometimes, but whenever um, – old ladies are telling me things i don't feel like they're lying to me do you know what i mean like whenever it's an old lady yeah. saying it it seems yeah, like it's the I truth <laughs> i can't help it and this old lady is like yeah i was 17 and this is all that happened and uh, what do i have to worry about right now so i'm like you go grandma you're right you are so right uh no but seriously i do i think maybe i think he may have gotten away and because of his ailing health 
Um, that was the idea behind going up and basically hiding in the mountains, live out your last days there. Uh, whether or not, you know, how he died, who knows? It could be that at some point the, the government was closing in, so he did end up killing himself in the long run. But I don't think it was back, you know, in WW2. Well, when do you think it happened? I think he died later on, obviously. I do. I think he died later in Germany at, or, or Argentina in old age. He got away with it. Interesting. And yeah. got away with it. Unfortunately, yeah. Though there are enough, enough, enough of the uh, the higher-ranking officials and war criminals that were caught over time, you know, it doesn't, it, it never does anything to appease, you know, or or make things better. But it's it's there's some sort of justice was was dealt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, well, the things the Nazis did were so apprehensible that you know nothing could really take away from that. No. Nothing can make it right. But like you're saying, you know, it would still be great if we would have got them for sure. Yeah, something that was a sure thing. And because they never found a body and all the questions and all of the, the things that had been leading up to the, you know, all the confusion, it's just it's it's a bad it's a bad it's a bad situation. It's a situation where, you know, you want to have that definitive win. And I don't think it was until what well, till Japan surrendered where we could say it was the end of the war. Yeah, so that was their definitive win. But and and riding into you know Germany and riding into Berlin and taking down a lot of the the stuff that they had built up and the, the stuff that they had hoarded and taken as prizes of war. You know, reclaiming that stuff. I mean, that was that was some sort of victory. But again, holding the the bad the bad guy up, saying here he is and he's defeated. That would have been what everyone wanted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would have been the. The, the definitive win, as you said. So that's it. That's the story of Hitler possibly not dying and escaping to the Andes Mountains of Argentina, South America. Hmm. Yeah, that's a wild story. I mean, it's... It is. Got, it is. He's probably one of the most infamous people in, in our history. He's definitely up there for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely, if not the most infamous no. person in history. It always... um. Do you guys remember when they finally said they got Osama bin Laden? Yes. Yep. This always reminds me of, that always reminded me of the idea behind did Hitler really die? Because there's always that question that people say too about bin Laden. Was he really killed? Because again, no one has seen a body and no one it was never did it, they threw him overboard or something like that. Yeah, they gave yeah, they, him, t- they buried him in sea basically. Yeah, yeah they gave him an uh, an um Islamic funeral, I guess, for a, a Muslim funeral, for to at least give him that kind of respect based on his religion. Well, they say the reason that they did it was so that uh, there wouldn't be any kind of sight anywhere, you know, to, for 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 uh, 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 the types of people that are drawn to that fundamentalist interpretation uh, of it would have a a, a sight. You I know, wonder. To, I wonder if they like hover in their boats over where they think it was. You know what? There, there's probably I. I think if have you guys ever seen uh, uh what's the movie called where they capture Bin Laden? <laughs> no, the, <laughs> you know the one the one that just came yeah, out recently. Yeah, I know what you're captured. talking about. Yeah, the, it was the movie about it. I can't remember what it was, but uh, if you watch that movie, every seal that walks into the room puts a round or two in Bin Laden's Jeez, face. That's what they said, huh? So I mean, like every t- every like six people walk into this room, and each one of them takes a couple shots at him. Jeez. So I mean, they wanted it's to like, make sure. How would you have even identified the body anyway? He's got eight bullet holes in his face. Yeah, that's true. 
I guess you that in that respect, you go by uh, on the word of uh, the people pulling the trigger. Whereas with Hitler, uh, no one knew. There was no body to account for, so no one knew. It just absolutely it was a. Uh, well, here. no, and you said nobody ever talked to those guards, right? The guys that that say they dragged, um, or was that? Yeah, the KGB. I mean, did they... the Soviets did so, the KGB? They kept them most oh, of them in okay, prison. Okay, and, okay. Yeah, the British didn't have access to them. The U.S. didn't. Just the KGB and the KGB were. The so ones. shit! All we're doing is taking the KGB's word for it. We've taken their word yeah. on different things. We took a word on that. They've it was never suicide. lied to us before. <laughs> Man, you know what? I trust the KGB about as far as I can throw them. And then oh, here's the great part, dude. When they say, "Hey, we're, so where are those bodies you did the autopsies on?" They're like, "Ah, we ended up taking it to some field somewhere, burying it." Then, because too many people were asking about it, we exhumed the bodies, destroyed them even more, then buried it again, scattered it everywhere. Like, can you show us where that's at? Nah, nope. <laughs> they're, they're like, yeah, we could, but we don't really want to. I left the oven on. I need to. <laughs> yeah, like, sure. To see to that. Sure, we'll show you. Come on, psych. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is this, the 1990s? <laughs> the yeah, Russians really. The Russians hey, I'll are... take you right there. Not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So that's it, guys. That's uh, that's Hitler in the Andes. Um, I just thought it was a really cool, cool story I'd never heard before. And I thought, you know what? Our History Creeps listeners, I think if they haven't seen this, this would be something that might uh, that might interest them. Might might make them go, really? Go to your internet and start looking it up. Yeah, I watched it too. It's it's definitely very interesting. So, and it's on Netflix. So, if you got Netflix, you can check it out now. Yeah, Hitler in the it's Andes. Called, yeah, Hitler in the Andes. So, uh, Hitler in the Andes. I might have to check this out, man, because it's kind of interesting. Actually, I mean, yeah, it's not long. It's a little bit over an hour, slightly over an hour. It's a very, it's a, it's it's a, it's and it's okay. It's not a, like one of the best documentaries I've ever seen, but it's also not garbage. It's pretty well done. It's it's pretty decent. They yeah, probably okay, needed well. a better narrator who was. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just let you listen to it and you tell me yeah. what you think of the narrator. The narrator yeah. kind of threw me off a little bit. What is cool is they use a lot of um, original audio from uh, radio recordings and stuff. So, like, we opened the show with one a piece of, of that audio. Uh, this one's got all kinds of footage and audio. That's It's really cool. And if you want to see, uh, listeners, if you want to see anything else on what we talked about, uh, YouTube obviously is a, you know, treasure trove of anything you're looking Everything. for but yeah, yeah you can actually go on there and see um all kinds of footage of hitler later on when he like johnny was talking about when he's a little more shaking he's trying to control himself people helping him walk uh you can see some of his um with subtitles some of his speeches and just see the way the guy carried himself and gesticulated and how like he gets very he starts speaking at a certain point and he gets just like he's kind of going more and more intense you know who he kind of reminds me of do you remember uh young frankenstein yeah, uh, yes. I know it's funny, but there, um, you know, uh, Gene Wilder's character when he's like getting really intense, he's getting louder and loud. Yep. You know what I mean? And he's getting red faced, kind of. And this is exactly how Hitler is when he starts getting really intense. It's crazy to see, um, but really interesting as well. Like to just the historical aspect to see this man, you know, giving a speech is just you can understand why people were drawn to him. It's insane. Yeah. And also, I'm also going to reckon uh, if you're going to get on YouTube to look stuff up, also look up the Nazis and the occult because that stuff's kind of interesting too. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, it is. That's definitely yeah. going to be shows for the future because uh, that's there's a lot of really cool stuff, um, well, crazy stuff with that for sure. Yeah, there is. So, uh, all right, guys, you uh, you want to go ahead and then put a put a pin in it, end it, and uh, start pimping out your wares. Hey, Carter, pimping the wares. 
pimp yourself pimp myself out. out. All right. I am Carter Johnson. I write horror novels. You can find them all on Amazon. Uh, House on Dead Boy Lane, Meadowview Road, and Spider's Web. Uh, to you, Johnny. Uh, yes, I'm Johnny Townsend. Uh, I actually can't talk to dolphins. I know that we said that before, but it's not true. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram at Johnnyism28. I put my art. I've been doing. Uh, this is October, which is also hashtag Inktober. I've been uh, making up some characters on there, so come join in on the fun. Which are great. And also, also Retro Blessed is my other podcast. Is where me and my buddy Trevor talk about video games, the classic ones from the '80s to the '90s around that era. And that one's really good, guys. You should listen to it. Oh, that's a great podcast. One of my that's one of my weeklies that I uh, I listen to. I, Not yeah, only do I produce it, but I listen to it. I get to listen to it ahead of time. Well, sometimes, sometimes I listen to the whole episode through. Sometimes I skim through and find spots. Uh, but I, I, I do listen to it after the fact every time. It's a great show. I can attest. We have the best opening of any video game show. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, myself, Chris Chavez, you're the co-host. I do have another podcast as well. Uh, it's called Back Issues Comic Book Podcasts, uh, and you can find that one, this one, as well as Retro Blist and a few others on our network, bicbp-radio.com. Um, we're going to be adding more content, taking off some of the older content. That's not a. We don't have anything else coming in for for that. But uh, so look for a new a, a new a new uh, updated network in the next couple weeks. Uh, what else? We're uh, you can find my our our back issues on Instagram. Is we have a history creeps on Facebook. Check that podcast uh, page out. History creeps on Facebook. Uh, do we have anything else? We don't have an Instagram, do we? No, we need to make one. We should. Yeah, we do. We should. You want me to do that? I do. More oh. than anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will do. I will do that, and I will have a new uh, the the handle for the Instagram account uh, on the next episode. So Excellent. That's it, guys. Our our uh, our latest episodes in the bag. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks a lot. Later. See ya.